when I got stuck early on, I was like, man, I don't have any other skills. I've got, now I've got three kids, but I only had one kid at the time. But I was like, I don't have any other skills. I don't see myself doing anything else. I need to figure out how to make money. So I started like reading business books, getting like diving really deep into that. And I always kind of thought, man, I really need to bring this to my friends, but they're not, they, they can't handle it. They they're not, they're not ready. They're not, You're <laughs> not ready. But we're just like, they're going to be grossed out because right, there's right. a lot of it that's gross. Yeah. And you know, you have to be able to take what is good and leave the rest. <laughs> um, here I am. Here I am. Stuff that is very unsexy and weird. Thanks for that. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> like how, how do I take that and make it palatable to people that are like me? Uh, if you live in the southwest, the west, the west coast, or, uh, oh, I don't know, some Midwesty stuff. What do you call Denver? Mountains? These kind of places. We're coming to your town, Yoni and Getty. Uh, that is me and Serengeti. It's, it's our, we have a group, though. This is not like our solo sets. We, uh, we have a, uh, a full band kind of deal that we are touring, and we just got back from a tour in the East Coast and the Midwest, which was great. Thank you, everybody that came out to that. I didn't mean to say great, like loud. Um, thank you, everybody that came out to that, and those of you that came up to me and said, hey, I listen to your podcast. Always appreciate it. Uh, it's nice to know that there are people out there listening. So, yeah, look out for those dates. You can go to yoniandgetty.com. Uh, Y-O-N-I-A-N-D-G-E-T-I dot com and uh, go to the tour section on there and you can see all those tour dates. I'm not going to list them all off, but there's something like Nashville, Dallas, Austin, Phoenix, San Diego, L.A., San, Santa Cruz, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, um... The other one, the uh, SLC Denver. I think that's it, man. Maybe there's Boise in there or something. I don't know. But I think that's it. That was a pretty good uh, list off. If you live in one of those places or somewhere around there, check out the dates. Okay. I am just driving home now. You can hear uh, this is me driving through the, the Cincinnati city streets. Um just leaving Whole Foods now. I just needed to get deodorant. I just ran out. This is a bad time of year to run out of deodorant. Um, and I use those, you know, the more natural brands. Um, so I was just open. But I, I just took uh, Marty to get his nails clipped. He's, that's the one thing that he really won't let me do. He scratches me all up. So I took him to PetSmart to do that. And uh, he scratched the, the people back there all up. But, uh, you know, they're getting paid. They're getting paid to do it. They didn't seem to mind. And then we went for a long walk in a neighborhood called Hyde Park. Now, I don't know what that sounds like to you. I mean, there's a Hyde Park in London. There's a Hyde Park in Philadelphia. I believe there's a Hyde Park in many, many different uh, cities. In Cincinnati, 
it is a sort of a rich, richy rich kind of area. Okay, so naturally, I like to drive there from my uh, sort of uh, working class neighborhood. I like to drive to Hyde Park and uh, park and walk around with my little dog and just pretend, just pretend that this is where I might live. Um, I just enjoy the niceness. I enjoy looking at the houses. And, you know, this is like when we were kids, my whole family, you know, we had five people in our family, three kids and then my two parents. And we would pack into uh, whatever little, like, uh, bootsy-ass car uh, we had. We had, like, a Chevy Reliant, you know, all rusted out, used car, whatever. We all pack into that car uh, close to Christmas time, and my dad would drive around, and we would go to, like, neighborhood, nice neighborhoods and drive around looking at the nice Christmas lights, you know, and this this is a Jewish family you're talking about that didn't even celebrate Christmas, but we just enjoyed that. We enjoyed going to a nice neighborhood and looking at the beautiful lights. I don't know if any of you can relate to that or not, but that's what we did as a family. And now I do that as a sad, solo individual. I'm a family of one, you know? One man gang. Remember him from from WWF wrestling? One man gang. Wow. Oh, we see we see a uh, WCW or we see an NWA. Maybe you can tell me. Or he did he jump around? Did he turn into Hakeem? I think he turned into Hakeem, who was like this like Afrocentric white guy. Am I thinking of the right guy? Uh, who wore like sort of uh, I don't know what you call those things. Uh, you know what do you call them? Not Koofy, but what, uh, like a, the, uh, uh, what are those shirts? You know, like an African shirt. You know what I'm talking about. I just can't remember the word. Anyway, one man gang. And I think later he turned into the big boss man. Am I thinking of the same guy? Is this crazy? Who was like this, like, southern racist cop wrestler? Who remembers this stuff? Let me know. Um... You can email the Wandering Wolf Podcast dot com or uh, 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 the the Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the Wandering Wolf Podcast dot com. You can donate to the podcast there. You can buy T shirts, uh, podcast T shirts, and other stuff. Tapes that I I have mixtapes and things. Um, I thought that lady was walking a pony, but she was it was just a big dog. But there was a lady, there was a lady in Berkeley, and you tell me if anybody remembers this, that would walk a donkey, was it a donkey or, or like two goats, something that was that was off. But it's Berkeley, and, and it, it was like considered fine, I guess it's legal, and she would walk them around the neighborhood like it was a dog. Um, anyway, I just went yesterday to my friend's farm and I'm going to try to get him on the podcast but I went to high school with this guy uh, my friend Kyle and a couple other guys my friend Yuri and my friend Alex and we all it was Kyle's birthday and we did a sort of a surprise party for Kyle and I hadn't seen these guys in in over 10 years 
and and even then I saw them like once briefly at a Y show. Um, so this is the kind of thing where I really haven't hung out with these guys since high school. And it was cool, you know, my friend. So my friend Kyle, uh, his family, his dad, I guess, bought this farm, this big-ass farm in... Um, I'm putting the windows up because those cars are too loud. In West Ohio, like right on the Indiana border... Uh, they bought this big ass farm and they raised cattle like uh, free range or whatever you call it uh, grass fed he's all about the grass he's like having good cat, good meat means having good grass you know and it's like he's all natural it, it's wonderful and I, we tried the beef and it was really good and it was a cool little time we, he, we drove around on the little like go-kart thing like the John Deere go-kart thing and just looked at all the land. It was, I don't know how many acres. It was huge. I shot a gun for the first time. And now this is, you know, I, I'm aware that this is in, in uh, short succession from that shooting in Orlando. But this is a different situation. I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, out in the country and I shot a 22 into, rifle into a pond. You know, this is a gun that he keeps for varmint and all that. Uh, you know, like uh, fox getting in the hen house or whatever. He does have hens as well. Tried the eggs, excellent eggs, excellent eggs. So I, it was really cool. I, I I told him I'm gonna have to go up and do a podcast with him because I don't know any other farmers. He's got he he went on his spiel. We started on the go kart thing, and he's like. Good beef starts with good grass. We grow the grass here. You know, we, we grow alfalfa and blah, 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 blah. You know, and he's all about hay. And he wants me to come up and bale hay for him. Um, just for fun. Anyway, that was, a real, that was a real treat. Now, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I got with my friend Andy Miller, who I am speaking to on this podcast. Now, he has a podcast called Creative Pep Talk. It was actually his idea initially to interview me. And that's sort of what this is. Because he was mainly asking the questions. I was being, you know, polite to him because he that's what he, you know, he had wanted to have me on. But I said, oh, let me take the opportunity to also put you on the podcast. So... We don't, unfortunately, we don't get too much into Andy's life. We'll do another podcast where we flip it and I ask him questions. But you at least get a bit of an idea of what he's about. He's an incredible, I guess, graphic designer or commercial artist. I don't know what he likes to call it exactly, but, uh, or just artist. I don't know. You can just call him an artist. Uh, but he's done several posters for me and why, and he has done, oh, he did the podcast logo, god damn it, he did the Wandering Wolf logo, and the t-shirts, the Wandering Wolf t-shirts, the garden tee, uh, I'm a big fan, big fan, so, yeah, I, I got to meet up with him in Cincinnati, uh, at, at a pool party, so I was at a pool party, he came by, we did the podcast there, not exactly poolside, but we went inside to find a quiet room and did it, did it there. 
Oh, Marty is tuckered. He is just laying out. He won't drink as much water as I feel like he should drink. But maybe when we get home. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you all to it. And uh, I'm still sort of just coming off the tour, even though it's been a week, honestly. But I, or not quite a week, but close to a week. But I still, you know, it takes a while to feel like okay, I'm getting into the groove of things again. So. I'm just going to take it easy. I don't, I've learned not to like fight myself, like force myself to do a bunch of stuff. So I I just put the podcast out. Got a couple more coming at you as well. All right, let's, let's get to this talk with Andy Miller. Uh, Andy Miller. Andy Miller is here. Um, we never met in person, have we? I don't think so. And I wanted to, the main thing I wanted to start with, well, no, I think I dropped off posters once at a gig, but it was really okay. short. and it was a brief, that's it right. It was really okay. brief. Um, I wanted to start my thing, though, with I was going to say, you're, papers. you're taller and buffer than I, than I thought that you would be. I'd lost weight, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think my... Looking e- good, looking hey, good. Hey, man, I'm, tr- I'm doing my best, and I... Uh, before, even with the weight, because I've, I've lost about like 65 pounds. Shit. And uh, I, uh, I look taller, uh-huh. too, because I'm, you know, Sleep less. slimmer. Yeah. 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 Um, but I wanted to say, the, the first thing I wanted to get out of the way was that you were responsible for ending my rap career in college without knowing it. Did we battle? <laughs> we didn't battle, but I was, I was in England, and... Uh, I'd grown up like listening to hip hop and all that, and then got into like art indie music. And I thought I kept thinking that like there's no good connection point between those things. Um, and so my, I had my friend make beats and all that. And then I was making a, I made a bunch of rap songs, like you know, fifteen, twenty songs. And then I found Anticon, and I just stopped making stuff because I was like, oh, that, that's you, the thing that's I was what looking. What you were kind of going for? <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay. not real musically inclined. Uh, gotcha. But so, well, just to know someone was doing it. Yeah, that was enough. It was yeah. like, all right, this thing already exists, and yeah. you know, hey, kitty. Um, but yeah, so thanks for that. Thanks for it was good because it was like taking away from my studies. Good. Well, so, I'm glad I got you back on track. <laughs> yeah, you got me back on track. Um, so, what's on your mind lately? Oh man, you know, right now, just uh, sort of preparing for this Yoni and Getty tour. That's yeah. The album that, I did with Serengeti, uh, and just kind of thinking about that at the moment. Um, it seems like it's getting a pretty warm reception. Do you, or do you track that at all? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not like actively tracking it, but but, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I get my at replies on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> you know, people seem to like it. I really like it. Yeah, yeah I have listened to it a few been, times. There hasn't been any like hate. I mean, you can find hate if you search if for, you it, search for it, it. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure. But but uh, no. I mean, from from my standpoint, it's been yeah well yeah. received, which is you know. And you guys had done the friends and family thing a few years ago. Yeah. And I wanted to know like why this one was different. You released it with a different name. Well, I guess that. Um. It just felt like a different kind of project. Friends and family was like brought to me as do you, do you want to produce a Serengeti record with yeah. with uh, it was supposed to be me, uh, Owen, who's advanced bass, who used to be Cassio Tone for Painfully Alone, 
and mm-hmm. and um, Sufjan. It was supposed to be like the the, uh, right. the three of us as producers, which was like a real interesting idea. It's like all these indie rock guys producing for this rapper, right? Mm-hmm. So that was, an, I mean, it ended up Sufjan ended up not being on that. Yeah. But the songs that he did with 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 Serengeti ended up being on something called Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he they just kind of extended that into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I I I don't know. I just like the idea of that. And then when we started working on this project, it just felt a little different. I was I was helping, you know, I was writing more. I was writing some of the lyrics a little bit, you know, or we were helping him with with the lyrics a little bit. And um, you know, I just felt like I was more invested. Invested. I was more yeah. definitely more part of the project. I wasn't handing anything off to anybody. I I was the one from A to Z right. with the project. You know, I mixed it. I mastered it. I mean, I I, uh, I did not master it, uh, but I, I mixed it, put it together, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I actually mixed, you know, I mixed my songs on Family and Friends and put, I put that album together as well. Right. But I don't know. It just felt like more of a collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Was it, were you originally going to just play a similar role and you got more involved and like collaborated? No, this was always going to be like something that we did together it was gonna you know we had several different like iterations of like group names that we you know yeah. didn't end up using what was the do you want to talk about i that? think <laughs> i think the the last one we were thinking about was was hotels i like that that's, that's a, a good, good band yeah. name hotels good band name. hotels why'd you go why did you go with yoni and getty we just felt like at some point it was like all right you know how many side projects with different names yeah. are you know can you have and like just might as well keep it simple and like rather than being like you know Serengeti the third and Yoni Wolf you know yeah. like just like we, we just decided like this like very casual name which is like what people call us they call me Yoni they call him Getty and like yeah. you know just keep it like real casual so mm-hmm. that's kind of how we did it do you have uh, one of the things I've been thinking about because I don't know like I'm pretty steeped in like the design illustration visual art world and ow <laughs> That, okay, I'm, I'm gonna right. be mad loud, man. I, uh, I have like a booming voice. I mine's mine carries. Okay, good, good, good. Usually, I push the uh, mic over. Yeah, but I I'm think you I'm I think loud. we can like duel it out okay, with good. the voices. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I I feel like in the music world, uh, I don't know a lot about how the money works or any of that stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't. Work. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm really curious though because. You know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of musicians listen to the show. I have a lot of friends that are musicians have tried to make a go at it. And I know it's like ultra hard. Yeah. um, Even if you find success or whatever, whatever that might mean. Right. Um, But do you find it, do you think, do people follow you project to project when you're doing like your solo stuff and your why stuff and then stuff like this? Do you do you find like a pretty significant amount or like following you from project to project? Uh, I mean, you know, there are people, there are there are a smattering of people that do, <laughs> yeah. but like by and large, uh, the only thing that I do that you know makes a, a, a pretty sizable. I mean, it's all relative, mm-hmm. but I, I say why is the thing that I, that's my project the core that, thing. that has the most awareness. Around them or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that definitely has the most awareness around it. Everything else I do, which is a lot, you mm-hmm. know, you know, has very small 
audience for it. Right. And it's very hard to make viable. It doesn't transfer. Not all. It doesn't completely transfer from Y to product no. to product. No. But, there, I mean, the, yeah, there, there are, like, a, 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 a very small amount of people that do transfer over. Right. And do you, like, what is, is it, do all these other side projects then, like, do you have different reasons for each one? Or is it, like, a creative... Like just just creative fulfillment, like just curiosity, yeah. or I, like I think it's just based on the yeah the nature of, of the project you wanted. Like you know, if I want to work with with Dave, you know, I'm not going to call it why because that yeah. that would be you know misleading and yeah. So you know you got to have a name for it, and and I'm not going to not work with him just because that's not the thing that I've been doing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just like yeah, per it's like at, per project what feels right to do, and then you do it, and then you you know you see see where it goes, where it goes, or if people like it or not. I mean, I you know it is it is you know it's hard to sell shit, and, you know, <laughs> so it's not like you know, and and you know you got to make a living, and you only have so much time, so mm-hmm. you know, and and as an as a musician, you don't you don't make money on records really, you mm-hmm. know, you make money on tour. And I can make, I make probably better money on doing solo tours than I do on Y, with Y, even though the audience is way smaller, they're just so less, so much less overhead. Totally. So. You don't have to pay anybody else. Right. So I I can, I can kind of get away with doing that sometimes to, uh, to pay the bills. Do you. But you kind of have to stay on tour a lot of the year in order to make a living these days. How do you feel about that? Or, sorry to interrupt, no, but, ahead, or man. you have to get into the like music placement world. Where, what, what is that all about? Where they're using your songs for commercials and TV yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, which is, um, you know, pe- people luck into that or they, or they, or they hustle into that, that world. Wise done a little bit, right? A very, very small amount. Like I know I've heard it. The only time I think I can hear it is This American Life. But that that's no money. Right. That's just, I mean, that's, I love that because I it's listen awesome. to that yeah, show. It's super cool. Uh, but that's not like bringing in the in the bacon. Yeah. I don't think we get, I mean, I think we get like, you know, a cent every time it's played or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, and then there's, yeah, we've been in a smattering of like indie films right. that are not money. You know, they're like, you know, we'll give you $200, but it's a cool yeah. movie. You know, and like, yeah. again, same thing. It's like, I'm glad that, that I'm involved, but it's not paying paying bills or nothing you know the the big things are are like you know if you get like car commercials or mm-hmm. coca-cola or some shit you're yeah. gonna make some money or yeah. you know or big blockbuster films or something but no we're not in that you're not in that game no but how do you feel about tour right now i, I feel okay about it it's a lot of work it's yeah. a lot of work and and uh it can be real tiring but uh you know if you go about it with the right in the right mindset and you try to make sure you get your sleep, it can be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you... I love traveling. I'll say that. Do you? Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you, do you get do, to travel? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah you, a little bit. You're in sort of a situation where you're people, you're expected to be in a, in a, in, in a dungeon with a, with like a little <laughs> desk like a lamp and, ball and you're... Next, yeah, chained to your leg like next to your computer. Yeah. 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 No, that's actually why, it's a big reason why, yeah, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, why I want to do the podcast and why I want to get into like 
speaking as a medium. Right, because you get out and about. Because you don't have to be in front of a computer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. And I like, you know, I've been lucky enough to like get a lot, you know, more projects than, than are probably normal for someone like me where I've got to travel and go around and do all kinds of things, which I really like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you, do you, have you gone through like being pissed off about music and like how valuable it is to people and how much they don't pay for it? And like, do you, have you, did you go through that? I don't know. I mean, I can't be mad at anybody because that's like the, it's the way of the world right now. And like, I, True. I'm, you know, I, I'm always watching shit for free on, on yeah. the internet or yeah. listening to shit for free. So it's like, I think, you know, whatever, people are always looking for some new model of how to survive, uh, doing, doing music or, 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 or whatever. other content, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's the, the game in a way is how to, how to, how to navigate that. Do you think that, uh, I mean, the, the idea that money and having to tailor what you do as an artist to money is going to, you know, wreck art or going to ruin your, you know, whatever. Do you, have you ever found that some of these, as money as a constraint has actually created interesting things in your career? Um, I know like, you, like I know you think that. <laughs> I know you think that. Well, I just, I, 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 you know, I've listened to to, to a couple of your yeah. podcasts, and I, you know, I, I know that, that. So you know, it's like a loaded question. It's not really because I, I don't know about the music side, and I know right. that it's tighter on the music side, even. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing stuff for money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I, I would do. I haven't really been given the opportunity to do that so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um. I would do that. I have, you know, a pretty high high uh, understanding of, of the craft, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, that said, I have a distinct voice, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I think maybe for my, you know, maybe for me as a singer, maybe that's not something that, that uh, I'll ever be asked to do. But, but at, you know, as a songwriter and as a uh, producer, you know, recording guy mixer mm-hmm. the other things the other hats that i wear i'd be i'd be glad to do money gigs for yeah, that yeah. stuff uh haven't really been asked so much but for me yeah i don't want to start thinking about money when it comes to doing um this the uh the art stuff that i do like the songwriting yeah, I mean, I can do I can do craft songwriting, yeah, yeah. and I enjoy it. But there's another side of songwriting that I I feel like I want to have an emotional impact with, and I want to feel like it is, uh, you know, as much as possible untainted. You know, uh-huh. I mean, there's no there's no perfection there. You know, totally. everything there's always a consciousness to what you're doing to one extent or another. But you want to, you know, you want to divert that stream as much as possible. And, and maintain the, the purity of 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 your uh, you know of, of your of your su- stream of your subconscious and your and your um, quote unquote truth whatever truth yeah. might be beamed through you as yeah. an artist. Um, you want to compromise you know, that. Yeah, you want to cat you want to catch that and and uh, embody it in its purity mm-hmm. uh, because that's for me that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Is, is have that that communication um, 
with 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 the, the the wide world of humans. Yeah, yeah. Do you you mentioned about your voice being something that you have a really unique voice. It's very I think midwestern and you've said that too, I think. Like I don't know if it's I maybe it's midwestern. I don't know, <laughs> but but I but yeah, it's you know, it's a distinct I realize what it is. I'm not I'm not like a fancy singer, you know, I have my own style and that's what I do, you know. Yeah. But do you think so one of the ideas on the podcast that I explore a lot is like it's okay to polarize people because, you know, if people, if people all like I, what I always say is like if you made these beautiful immaculate balls of rice and opened up a restaurant, like you wouldn't offend anybody, nobody'd be upset about it, like but nobody would tell their friends about it either. Right. But if you had like, you know, raw fish and fish eggs and seaweed, all of a sudden you're like pissing some people off, and then some people are like super excited about it. So you strictly go Japanese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but I've, I went a whole other route. I've said it was like, if you're going to make a meal for everybody in America, you could make gluten-free, dairy-free, buttered spaghetti, and everybody be full, but nobody would tell their friends about it. I can't have dairy-free, dairy-free buttered. It's got to be something. They're saying like, oh, like some soy substitute. Or yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it. if you made that, nobody, no, everybody would go. You know, wouldn't go. No one would go hungry, right. but but no one would be pumped about it, right. right? Right. And do you think that your voice, being pretty different as a you know a musician or a singer, has polarized people in a good way, or like do you think it's yeah. something that makes you stand out? Yes, 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 absolutely. I don't think that I don't think that uh, that I would have had the the success that I've had. Not that you know, like I said, that's all relative. I haven't Trump, had a totally, huge yeah. amount of success, but. The, to the extent that I have had success, I think a lot of that is based on something that is polarizing. You mm-hmm. know, is my my take on the world and my voice, which are both uh, not something that are stereotypical, uh, whatever I am, mainstream way, music, mainstream at all. Yeah. They're they 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 have a uniqueness that that uh you you, you love it or you hate it, mm-hmm. you know, or you just don't really like it that much or you kind of like it and you've created like a hardcore audience because of a lot of that i think i think so yeah i, th- I think that that because the take is is uh is pretty pretty honest and not right right up the middle you have people that that identify with it do you think about any of this stuff um I mean, I'm thinking about it right now i mean <laughs> you know I, yeah sure yeah just yeah sure sure i just always find that uh you know in my little corner of creativity, which I always see, there's tons of things that, you know, cross over between comedians and singers and designers and all that. Totally. But at the same time, there's a whole niche around how, what's acceptable in terms of how you approach creativity or how you approach business or whatever. And I often find when I'm like hanging musicians that there's a whole different way of approaching it and that, um, yeah, some of it's like taboo to think about it. In a, I'm I'm a pretty strategic person by right. nature, right? And scheming and everything. Yeah, just <laughs> how how can I? Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't. I think if you say scheming, it sounds like. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, I think, I think, I think the brain the brain is programmed to scheme, and you know, in many yeah. ways. And I think the idea of 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 meditation and 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 sort of what's that what's that buzz phrase that people say mindfulness mindfulness yeah. yeah you know is to get below 
that scheming mind, right? So right, yeah, my, true. My mind is always scheming one way or another, whether it's about uh, you know my shopping list or or if it's about uh, you know you know does she like me or does she not like mm-hmm. me or you know how can I make her like me or uh, how can I you know where am I going to get my mortgage money from this mm-hmm. month or you know, all that stuff is scheming, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily nefarious, but, <laughs> you know, is it taboo for a musician to be aware of? I mean, you know, you, you want to you wanna believe that um, there's a, there is a certain mystery to, to, yeah. to, to, to the musicians that you like, uh-huh. maybe more so than, than, than the commercial artists that you like. Totally. Or designers that you like. Maybe it's in the same way that you want to believe that that Goya has mystery around him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, or or Picasso, or you know, whatever. Um, you know, these enigmatic characters. Yeah. Um, and and you know, t- to an extent, like the music is even a mystery to me to, uh-huh. to some extent. Songs I write, even you know, to sometimes it's like, how did I think? Like I'll, I'll listen to something I did ten years ago. I I don't. Really know how I thought of that. I really yeah. like that, you know. But you know, uh, or the flip fi- flip side is that yeah, I'm also scheming always and thinking about how to do this good. But you know, also part of the process of and you just let me know if I'm talking too much. I want you to just keep going, man. <laughs> also part of the process of making shit, you know, as an artist of any kind mm-hmm. is is that scheming, you know, brain is that like. Uh, you basically always have A and B. It's all it's all binary, really. Mm, it's like yeah, yeah. you have choice A and you have choice B, and okay, choose choice A. Okay, now you have choice A and choice B. Okay, choose choice B. You have choice A, choice B, choose B. You know, so mm. any 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 artistic endeavor is a series of those decisions. Mm. Whether it's a pencil mark, you know, do, do I, you know do this as a hash or do I do it as a soft shading, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or it's stipple, you know, it's like sometimes you have A, B, and C or, or A, B, yeah, C, yeah, and D, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's a, you can think of that, of, of, of any creative uh, endeavor, any, any artistic pro, um, project as a tree mm-hmm. of those decisions, mm-hmm. beginning with one decision in the very beginning and ending in a, in, in a very full tree of, of, many branches and many leaves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it's finished with leaves if you want it to look yeah, good, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and that is not, that's not the mysterious part of the process. That's mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, but it, it is to an extent. It, there's a scheming to that, you know, okay, it would look better if it was this or that. But th- there's also, there's also the instinctual part of it that there's a subconscious there's flow. A, that's what you want to get into is yeah. that flow state where you're not really thinking about it mm-hmm. with that scheming mind, where it becomes like they're making the choices for you. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. I don't have the question about whether I should do this or that. Mm-hmm. I know this is the thing I need to do next. This is the thing I need to do. This is the thing you know. And the more you allow yourself to fall into that, the less scheming, and scheming, like and ma- the more scheming and- it is. The less honest it feel, less I can pure. say that. Yeah, true. The less pure it's gonna feel. Yeah, that's totally true. Did you listen to? Uh, I just flipped 
what I was trying to say, actually, I just negated <laughs> what I was, because I was trying to say that that was part of the scheming mind that was necessary for doing work. I almost feel like, though, you have, like, there's a degree where you have to start, some, a lot of times, you have to start with the discipline of, like, the binary, like, just doing it. Like, yeah. Man, especially if you're going to be, like, a pro. You're going to have yeah. to, you know, there's lots of times on a project where I'm not feeling it early on. And I just have to do the things that I know that are most likely to get me in the zone. Yep. I heard a guy, there's a guy called Christoph Neiman. He's a really talented illustrator, does like New York Times, New Yorker covers, all that jazz. Um, and he said that like, if you're a pro, you can do good work on a consistent basis, but the great work is like still not up to you. Like it just, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and you get good at catching it, yeah. but it doesn't always kind of un- um did you? I think that holds true for music as well. Really? Yeah. Do you uh, did you catch the Joanna Newsom on Mark Marin? I did. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was Love pretty that. good. Yeah. I, she never does anything like that, which no, is no. I really was delighted to listen to her. Me talk. too. But I thought um, it was interesting where she talks about getting a song in reverse. Is, is that what right. she talks about? That. Well, uh, she said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where it was almost like learning a song that you used to know and like the first thing that you would remember is like the melody so you're like capturing that and then slowly it's like being channeled into you Um, and I actually think when I used to make terrible rap songs when I don't know anything and it was all intuitive I would make like 10 that were absolute garbage and just the worst thing ever and every once in a while like I think being an amateur you're completely reliant on the intuition thing or the inspiration thing yeah. we're just kind of like channels in and that one's good for some reason that's like totally you know you can't explain but part of being a pro I think is like learning that binary thing I haven't necessarily gotten past that amateur thing either in some, <laughs> in some respects I'm not calling you but I could but I could yeah, like I yeah. said if someone was to call call upon me and be like, hey, you know, I have Hit up Yoni. He can do whatever. <laughs> you know, if they're like, I have this new TV show I'm doing called, uh, you know, Weeds or whatever. You know, can you do, can you create the theme song for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I could do that. I could sit down and do that. Yeah. But that said, I also haven't, I don't have like the greatest like workflow or like the greatest like. Um, process. Process. Yeah, yeah. Of, like I know how to make shit fast. Right. Um. But you've obviously gotten way more prolific as you went on, probably. I feel like I make less work as I oh, go really? on in some ways. Really? Maybe. Huh. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very hard for me to say. Because you got your hand in like a lot of different pots and like you're yeah. making stuff. What does it look like for you to come up with a song? If that's not a super boring question, we'll go there. But I, I'm interested to hear it because I think... It's different every time, man. I mean, right. that's the thing. It's like that's the idea of like... Of... of of what we just said about yeah, A, B, yeah. A, B, A, B, A, B, or, or A, B, C, whatever. Like, I don't have, there's not a, uh, a clean, well, I can say that I somehow start writing something in the beginning of the process, and then at the end of the process, I'm sort of mixing things. <laughs> you know what I and mean? And it's like, really like, is it lyric-driven? At the fr- like at the well, start. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I do is, but not necessarily at the start. Sometimes you know it might start with a with a musical idea, you know, um, a a riff, you know, mm-hmm. or or a uh, a melody. Yeah. Uh, you know, often it'll do that too. So it, it really is different. Like I can't say like 
like like like Joanna said, that it comes to me. You know, she said it tends to come to her. You know the way the way that you just said, which I th- I think is fascinating and yeah, awesome. I love that. But it, it for me like I'm just always trying to like have my ear open. For like for that thing to, to touch me yeah yeah and I've had like uh, I've heard it described in that way of like catching something or you feel yeah. like um, do you one weird thing that I think is is kind of an ongoing discussion that I'm like having with myself is like to what degree does this feel like fate where I don't have a choice like I don't have a choice like the next project that I make I don't have a choice about the type of work that I do and then there's another, and then, so there's a degree in which it often feels like fate. And then there's a whole other side that feels like free will. I'm like drumming up things. I call it like the difference between like making waves and writing waves. Like a lot of times the stuff that I'm like making happen uh, doesn't end up working out, but it gets me to interesting places where like something will come along and take me. Do you feel like you have been in control of the way that you're, creative like career has like unraveled or do you feel like it was not no up to you? definitely not like you talk about being like a, a a someone who you know you you said you 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 i mean i, I don't want to use the, keep using the word schemer because you said it in a different <laughs> strategic. Way. I'm, strategic i am a pretty strategic strategic like, yeah. my career has 100 percent not been strategically right created like I, in yeah. fact you know it could be said that i'm a terrible business person and, right. and don't know how to sculpt my career. Like right. I've been told that. Really? Um, <laughs> Who told you that? My friend. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, and maybe that's true. I don't know. Like for me, uh, I, I do feel like I'm always floundering a bit and trying to figure out what, what I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. Cause I don't really know. Yeah, you know yeah. I've, I've, I still don't know what that is. And, um, in a way, that's what the process is about. Right, is is trying to have that realization of what I am or what what I'm doing here on, on Earth, Earth. Yeah, you know, or what any of us are doing here. You know, so I think in in many ways, uh, you know, a, 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 a real artist is someone that sort of lets the art lead uh-huh. in some ways. Yeah, totally. I think that's totally true. I, and and the art by the art, that's God, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I don't, I, and I don't, I don't say that in a way that that uh, I that it might not be a typical view. I don't know what God is, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, that's like whatever's beyond, you know, just the, consciousness to me mm-hmm. seems like it's coming from the external in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. Or the, or the internal and the external, they're all the same, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I like to think in those, in those spiritual terms. I do. Me too. You know? And I'm not saying, not, I don't subscribe to any religion or anything like that, so it's not like that. But, but just the idea that, that uh, things are getting beamed in somehow. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and just... Just, just being quiet enough to catch that stuff. Do you feel like, have you felt like on different albums that you were at the center of what you should be doing at that time? Like when you're like, 
No, you, honestly, usually I, I'm full of self-doubt when I'm working on stuff. Usually really? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think this is working. I don't really know. I don't know. But you keep working it. All the know? way through? Do you keep, a, B, you keep one... doing those A, B decisions, man. Yeah. And then by the end, you know, if you've been in that flow state enough, you start to realize like, okay, oh, you know, this is shaping up into something, actually. For every album, do you think that there were any like outliers to that? Like, no, I mean there there are occasions there are like or songs there are definitely whatever. yeah there are definitely points where during the definitely during the writing like the song writing process if I'm sitting like writing a song uh-huh. there are definitely moments where I'm like you get that like yes like that is the That's exact it. thing yeah. I needed to say right now that is exactly what I wanted to say so yes mm-hmm. that does happen from time to time but those those feelings are few and far between and then around that you have to create work that that um you know is sort of exoskeleton to that tiny little heart i think yeah i think that's totally true is that you can't and i think again that's a big difference between someone who is like more of a hobbyist and someone that is more serious about it. Anyone can catch that tiny little heart. Totally. Like that's, that's available to any human being, you know, on earth. That's, that's something that we have, but to build that, to build that, that skeleton around it, to, to create the structure around it and, and to be able to, to sit quietly and, and, and make those A, to, A and B decisions. Like that's, I guess that's like what an artist is, you know? Right. Um, and somebody that, also, like I said, is is available for those um, those nuggets of truth that, yeah. that that get flown at you every once in a while that you can't really uh, affect when, that, when those things happen. So, and I've heard a lot of writers kind of say that you know the discipline of showing up every single day means that you're more likely to catch that lightning when it strikes rather than if you don't. But I think that's true. Do you think? Yeah, huh. that's interesting. Mm. But I, I think that I've definitely heard song, like songs by people that don't do this seriously or, or you know, or seen pieces of art by even like a six year old kid or something, you're like, God damn, like, like man, that yeah, he, yeah, or got like it. yeah, totally. But it, but it, it it's like you said, it's that that's a hobbyist's like you know, happening upon something that, that they can connect to, but they can't necessarily duplicate that over and over. So, you know. Hmm. So do you think, uh, do you think that you're more, uh, were you, why did you develop that like craft side of it? Were you like, or even early on, were you just like hungry to make music? Were you, was it fun? Like, I mean, early on, I just, I was addicted to those truth nuggets. Right. Man. Yeah, it was yeah. like, I kept get, getting, you know, I'd get that feeling when I made a song, you know, it's like, oh, that's exactly what I want to say. Like, uh-huh. But I didn't have the yeah. craft at all, you know, and like that I had, yeah, I had to build up the the, that that craft thing. I mean, you know, there's just knowledge of of your, you know, uh, tools mm-hmm. that you have to acquire uh, to make something sound or look good, depending on what kind of art you're doing. You know, like, um, or you know, at, for a dancer, you know, you have to develop your body in a way that it can do that stuff. Where you're ready. Yeah, yeah. where you're ready to, to to do those things that are you know, that are beautiful or mm-hmm. ugly, you know, but that, that have an emotional impact. Yeah, totally. One of the things that, uh, I've thought a lot about, uh, you know, I've heard creativity can, uh, defined as connecting 
two seemingly unrelated things. And so like, if you can make that connection, that's like a creative act. Mm -hmm. Kind of like having a baby, you know, uh, taking DNA that's totally unrelated and mashing it together. And I think about like early Cloudhead stuff and all of that seemed a little bit like more like forcing elements together, like hip hop and art music or whatever it was. Did it feel like that? Like, did you feel, did you feel like, did you feel like you were like, like, I'm really like curious about how that evolved of like making art, hip hop or whatever. Uh, I don't know what you would call it really. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe art rap is like a good way. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we were art school kids. I mean, two out of three of us were art school kids, you know. Were you? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I missed that completely. (laughs) How, yeah. how did I not know that? Well, cool. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. We've never really talked that yeah. much. So, you know. <laughs> I know, but I listen to a lot of the podcasts. I feel yeah. like I would have like picked that. Where did you go? Uh, D- DAAP at, at University of Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, I didn't know that. What were you doing there? Uh, fine arts. Fine arts, mm-hmm. okay. Focus on right. video art. That makes total sense then. Did you feel like you were making hip-hop that was really different? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, and we were. I mean, totally you know, I, mean, yeah, I, I think you know, I think that that the, the hip hop world didn't consider us to be hip hop. You know, yeah. I think like the larger like hip hop community, like in Cincinnati, like they weren't really feeling what we were doing to to a great extent um, because it was too it was it was too different. You know, yeah. I mean, now now that stuff doesn't sound that different because you have no. Drake doing what he's doing, which is sort of similar to what Cloud Dead did. A little Absolutely. cleaner. It's a little cleaner than what we did, but. Um, you know, same kind of vibe with like ambient stuff, samples and, and, uh, you know, simple drums and open, you know, mm-hmm. um, but back then it wasn't, you know, I mean, we, I, we were just making stuff that we thought sounded cool. I mean, we were listening to, to, you know, D- Dave specifically Madsen, who, who, uh, was the, the producer, like on the first record he produced like, I don't know, 80% of that record. Yeah. And I did a few things, but. The second record, it was more of a collaborative effort on the production end. Uh, Ten, that is. That was the album. Yeah, yeah. The first one, you know, he was deep into, like, shoegazy music. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was what he listened to. But he, he grew up as a hip-hop kid. But at that time, he was, he was listening to, uh, you know, Stars of the Lid and, and uh, Flying Saucer Attack and uh, Hood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like stuff that, you know, not that Hood is ambient music, but just My Buddy Valentine, you know, stuff that had that, had that more soaring feel. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of beats he was making, you know, but he was still making hip hop because he grew up with hip hop and that's where his heart. And, you know, and me and Adam as, as, the, as the singers, same with us in a way, you know, we grew up with hip hop and that's what we want to, but we were listening at that time, we were listening to hood and 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 pavement and mm-hmm. silver jews and you know so we kind of were influenced by by those kind of people as well at that time do you feel like but was it was it a creative like gap for you like a, where because you know for as an example for me like this podcast is very much like heavily influenced like by business podcasts, marketing podcasts, stuff stuff that is very unsexy and weird and most people in my industry are not going to touch that they stuff. They may sound unsexy, but money's sexy. But money's sexy. But you know what, man? But that's the thing is like I kept, when I got stuck early on, 
I was like, man, I don't have any other skills. I've got, now I've got three kids, but I only had one kid at the time. But I was like, I don't have any other skills. I don't see myself doing anything else. I need to figure out how to make money. So I started like reading business books, getting like diving really deep into that. And I always kind of thought, man, I really need to bring this to my friends. But they're not, they, they can't handle it. They they're not. They're not ready. They're not You're ready. not ready. <laughs> We're just like, they're going to be grossed out. Because right, there's right. a lot of it that's gross. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be able to take what is good and leave the rest. And it's just not, I'm good at re- not judging a book by its cover. I can, yeah. like, take from anything. Yeah. Um, but it was, a, I, when I thought about doing that kind of podcast or doing that kind of content, it was years until I could figure out how to translate it. And I just wondered if like... Into, into your life, you mean? Yeah, and yeah. into my world. Like, how, how do I take that and make it palatable to people that are like me? Um, and I always just wondered, like, if it was like, felt more like kids goofing around at that time, or did it feel like harder to train? Like, I, I guess I just feel like you're doing something pretty innovative. We were not... I can answer to say, to say <laughs> we had no inclination towards making money and we had no thought of the idea or possibility of making money. But did, was it a, was there a chasm though? Not even in the money side, but for, but for me, like I, I did a bunch of things to translate that to like, I don't take myself super seriously. I joke around like about boys to men a lot and stuff, all that kind of stuff and really ridiculous metaphors, all kinds of things to be like, look, I'm not like, skeezy weird business guy trying to manipulate other people i'm not trying to make crappy art that like gets get rich quick scheme so i like i had to figure out all these tactics to like mash these two worlds together and i just wondered if in that same way taking that art music and taking rap felt like a challenge or was it just really natural it was very natural it was we we were i mean we considered what we were doing to be rap music and yeah. like, but, but rap music that was natural to us, that felt like where we were coming from. You know, when I was 16, I, I rapped with a, with a Long Island accent because right. all the rappers I listened to, listened to were from Queens and Long Island. Yeah. You know, um, when I was 19, 20, I met Adam, Dose, and, and, and Dave, I, I know something like, we decided that we wanted to just be our natural selves you know uh-huh. like i don't have to be from long island i'm from cincinnati like you know and we just uh and that was all organic though you didn't yeah, yeah 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 i mean yes we just we're having fun i mean that record is so goofy like yeah we're just true it's funny and we're yeah. just being silly you know like we're, we're just like but also doing shit that we felt like was profound in some way you yeah know? like uh so did you have a sense of how different it was? I mean, we were listening to... The thing is, is in addition to those, like what you call art music, which I would call like, yeah, music like or ambient whatever. or like yeah, shoegazy, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. We were listening to that stuff, but we also were listening to underground rap. Like, um, So we would get these tapes of, of kids like from the West Coast. There was like a tape trade going on. So yeah, right. we would sell our tapes... On the internet, there was like this site called ATAK, ATAC. Or, okay. Uh, and like, you know, so there we, was a culture kind of. There was like a culture of like this, like you know, I, I would say still we were outliers in that. Like we, our shit was a little weird sounding. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah. That stuff usually was still a little more boom bapish in the beats and stuff. Uh-huh. And our stuff was, you know, we had, you know, we were we were doing this like slow 
dark shit. You yeah. know, most shit wasn't that way. Yeah. But you know, there were there were groups like like Sevy Tones, um, who did some darker stuff uh, uh, up in Canada. They were like from Halifax. Uh, that's Buck sixty five and six two. Right. Yeah. And then there was like people out in California. There was like the uh, the uh, uh, the crew called uh, the Shapeshifters, you know, like down in LA, they're doing okay. really weird. You know, there was like this rapper Circus who was like really bizarre rapper, and we really liked his shit and Radio Inactive, and I mean, they, you know, there were artists from over that we were listening to that were doing weird rap, not necessarily the same yeah, as yeah. we were doing. So there, there was a, somewhat of a context for it. Yeah. Now we happen to be the ones out of our little world that sort of. Uh, crossed over into I mean not, not mainstream a by any market. means but yeah, bigger yeah. but like we got on a label uh-huh. you know like a real label like uh, uh, Big Dada which was Ninja Tune okay um, with our we got our records pressed and you know to vinyl and you know and, and we became like sort of like on that first record we became you know like uh, we got some traction with like British um you know, music mags and you know, like the NME yeah. and Mojo yeah. and you know these kind of like, uh, like I found your CDs in stores there when I lived there. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. we were we we were we were big in England at that time. I mean, yeah. not big, but big enough to be. You know, we were appreciated to an extent, and yeah. So, but yeah, to to answer your question, there 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 was some context around what uh-huh. we were doing. We weren't like in a bubble completely. Do you have a sense that you? have influenced a lot of what's happening in the mainstream right now? I know I, that's like a big I like, feel like statement. maybe, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I, sometimes I'll, I hear stuff and I, I do feel that way a little bit. I mean, I think about the way that it all seemed to have unfolded in the past 10 years. Yeah. You know, especially with people like The Weeknd and Drake. And yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. But not necessarily just like... I don't think like just me, but like the whole, the whole world yeah. I was coming from... Um, of course. I mean, that's what happens. Things bubble up. I mean, somebody like The Weeknd, he bubbled up. Like, he was underground totally. and he bubbled up. Somebody like Macklemore, like, you look at him, like, he's just like all the white rappers I came up with. You yeah, know, I don't, I don't put myself in that camp because I feel like I'm different than that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I know so many dudes that have similar style to him and that, I mean, not to put, whatever. Dose is a little bit maybe more like a rapper. Whatever, like, I... I, I I'm just saying he bubbled up out of the underground, right? Mm-hmm. People, that's yeah. what happens, you know? Like, yeah. Um, Does that create a weird dynamic for creating? Like, do you, I mean, is that, some, I mean, I'm guessing that there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, like, whether you're positioning yourself to be marketable in your music or, like. I talk about that? No, you don't. Oh, people, oh, oh, just, oh. you know, people yeah. in the music industry, like. Playing on the the next trends and I mean I don't know man jazz. like I said Andy I'm I'm not good at this shit like I, I want to make money Andy I do yeah. someday I want to have some money yeah yeah but I I'm you know it's not really my forte um you know that said I'm 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 a pretty frugal guy so I, you uh-huh. know I own a house and stuff so um, I'm able to to live and and I'm I'm blessed I haven't had a job since 2001 you know like yeah. that's great. But uh, you know, I, I always feel like I'm I'm ready for for it to happen. If I need, you know, it's like, oh, is this it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And no. that's that's again, that's part of that scheming brain. That's part of that's that's like the worry side of the scheming brain, right? Yeah. So, but whatever. I, I, I if I do, I do. Like it's this one life, and I'll, I'll, all I can do is 
is is sort of try to try to stay open and uh, and uh, you know sort of grateful uh, to what I have and uh-huh. and uh, accepting and and aware of opportunities that might arise and and uh, go with the flow. You know, I think there was a bunch of it was really shocking for me to know that a lot of my favorite bands. This was probably like two thousand eight or something had jobs and like yeah. and do you think my that, whole band has jobs right, I mean yeah. I'm the only one that hasn't had a job you know? yeah and I do you think that that you know that level of mystery we're talking about that's something I keep thinking about like the mystery of the artist and then nowadays whether that that's it's almost the opposite in a lot of ways if you think about people like Kanye and Drake and like we know how much debt Kanye has. We Kanye know, like, came Kanye came from the underground too, speaking of that. Oh really? He's yeah, the one that, that bubbled up. I mean yeah. you know, he was yeah, I mean Eminem even. I mean you know, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. But I I'm sorry, that's no sorry man. Something. Um what are you saying though? I'm just saying that. Uh the mystique or the mystery of an artist and, and connecting that with the idea that a lot of people that are Okay, before I go any further, I don't want to say that, like, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to, like, figure out the problem with, like, pirated music or whether that's a problem or any of that. It's not even the conversation I'm trying to have because I know it's just a silly conversation. But whether that the mystery maybe lends itself to a lot of people's favorite bands they don't know that they're not actually supporting them um, and whether that's unhealthy for the music industry. And also on on the other flip side, whether people really want that mystery anymore, because there's so much transparency with the artists. There's a lot more transparency now, and it's different than when I was coming up, anyway, and probably when you were coming up. Like yeah, there totally. was a, there was always mystery surrounding your favorite artist, and that's something that you 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 didn't want the mystery because you wanted to know everything about yeah. that artist. But there those you know that was the the if. Information wasn't available. You didn't have Google. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like um, now, yeah, you can learn a lot about artists. And most artists are like me and, and we'll, we'll foolishly sit down for hour-long conversations <laughs> and talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I think people want to know that now. They do, but it also maybe takes away from the mystery. I mean, you want to imagine that – I don't know what you want to imagine about me specifically, but mm-hmm. you know – you want to imagine there's some magic going on. And I will tell you that there is some magic going yeah, on yeah. still. Like, I, I can't explain it all. Um, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on, too. But I also think it's, you know, kind of fascinating from the angle that your work in particular is so transparent anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wonder, I think that your, you know, why is a is a product partially of that new age where people want to know everything and when they like yeah you're i mean you're you know you're sharing lots of personal stuff yeah um and so i don't know i, I don't know where i'm going with that i guess i just feel like i wonder if people's support of something that's so valuable to them would be different right do you know how many of the artists that you like actually have, have day, day jobs job. and yeah, yeah no for sure um and the only reason that i don't have a day job is because i don't eat I don't eat at restaurants and I don't drink alcohol. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. pretty much the, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, and I try to hustle a tour every, whenever I can, you know, like I go out and do little solo tours. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, Getty tour, like just always trying to be, you know, that's how I survive. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's different. In the beginning, I was making money on record sales, you know. Um, I still make a little bit on that, but yeah. to survive. Um, but yeah, that's it is, it is a different world, I guess. Do you think uh, another aspect of the music industry that's really different to what I do is like the review world? Like I think early on in my career, uh, I had, uh, that's when like blog, this is like 2008, blogs were like everything. Okay. And, uh, you know. I missed all that. I, honestly, <laughs> okay. I just never, I was never been like an internet guy. Like yeah. I, 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 I use it for, of course, email and, you know, I'm on all the social medias, though uh, I kind of hate all that in some yeah, ways. Totally. Just for wasting my time. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I'll Google things, but like, I'm not like deep on the web. Like, mm. and I, and I watch stuff a lot. Of st- I watch a lot of stuff on like whatever. Yeah. Netflix and HBO or whatever. But what, you know, so when I put up my portfolio, I was thinking like, I was thinking, all right, I just graduated. I'm going to put my work up there and just like, nothing's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. just like kind of what you do at that stage. My work at the time was like not really fully formed. But you had a blog. But I had a, well, I had a website and I had right. blogs pick up my website okay. for a lot of different reasons. Okay. But it wasn't really ready to roll. And it right. wasn't, you know, wasn't a body of work that I was like super proud of or anything. But anyway. But they that, liked it. But they liked it. Okay. And also I think blogs were like at the time super hungry for content. What's so, a blog exactly? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I know what it is, but like, yeah. Like, what do you mean when you say that? Like, like, uh, like, like these, like, like Pitchfork or something? Or yeah, like, it was kind of like that. Yeah, Pit, Pitchfork was one of the. They, I did like a uh, a college project, which was a the, it was an early form of my indie rock coloring book that I did, and they did a little story about that. Okay, and that was one of the initial things that kind of created uh, some momentum for me. But I didn't really expect anything to happen, and I wasn't really ready to show my work really. Yeah. Um, and anyway, that turned into lots of blogs carrying it, and then a lot of comments and trolls and all that stuff. And early on, people like, uh, you know, thra- it was a more hostile time, I think, on the internet even. Like, and people, people were, were just, like thrashing it. People were just realizing they could be mean on the yeah, internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were getting like, you know, it was the heyday of being mean on the internet. Like, but people were thrashing my work. Like the year that I graduated, a lot of people liked it. Yeah. But there was a lot of people that were just like, uh, blah blah, just all this crap. And I think, uh, you know, that some of stunt you at all or change? Yeah, or did. change the route of your work? Yeah, it yeah. did. It totally did. And it and but it's a really interesting um, case study of like how anxiety or reviews change your work. And then I think about that compared to someone in the music industry. And how dramatic, like I only had a few mean comments and it had a pretty big impact on what I wanted to yeah. make. And I wondered if, as a musician, if reviews or uh, people, so much attention has changed what you do or, or is, it, yeah. is it a struggle? I, no, I, I think it does affect you. It, I mean, it, or it affects me anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, and it, does it hurt your ability to create? It can, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Make, it makes you second guess stuff or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, you know that, like I said, you want to maintain that that uh, that that purity of of intention, you know, or, or purity of thought somehow, like that you, uh, you know, are, are really getting something that's be, being beamed in, and, and yeah, 
if people hate what that is, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it can affect you. Yeah. 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 And Slow I want to say, down, yeah. and I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I have such a weird relationship to it because I think there are parts of it that were like really hurtful and still affect me. Like yeah. I still get anxious about, and that, the thing about the, if I'm in that anxious place, I'm not going to be making good work. Right. Like right. I know that if I don't figure out a way of distancing myself from that, then I'm not going to be making my, the good stuff, right? right? Whatever that might be. Um, on the flip side, I think they were right about some things. Right. And so in some ways there are, there are like positive growth that happened from that. Does that, has that ever happened to you? Um, I don't think, I, I don't think I've, I've ever had positive growth. Well, probably, but, not, yeah. but I mean, it depends on how harsh, you know, you're talking about. Like, I mean, I've had definitely positive growth from friends of mine or whatever saying, hey. Well, what, like feedback and stuff. Yeah, yeah feedback, yeah, yeah. criticism. But from some kind of internet trolls, <laughs> I don't think I've gotten anything positive out of that or, or out of bad reviews. Um. You know, I've had some reviews written that that have been sort of lukewarm, you know, that that will say, well, you know, it's good, but, you know, it could have done this better or whatever. You know, that maybe that would help me a little bit. But by and large, that stuff is is uh, something that that you have to overcome for me anyway, that Mm -hmm. I've had to overcome and learn how to uh, rise above that stuff and, and, and just except that I am who I am and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying my hardest and, and, uh, it's not for everybody and, and, you know, and, and not, not be angry at people for, you know, not getting it or whatever. It's, it's okay. You do know? you actively read them or do you try not to? I mean, I'm not one of these people that keeps up on everything being written about them, but, yeah, but yeah. I definitely have my moments of like, you know, okay, let me see, you know, I'm going to read like the big reviews and then like, let me see, you know, what the, what the world thinks about this. I'll have those, those three in the morning, uh, you know, (laughs) insecure moments for sure. Uh, It's just really, for me personally, it's like a fascinating aspect that I can't really imagine being able to create really well under that circumstance because there's no, you, you can't, like for me, to, to be able to to create it is a different part of the brain and like when something comes out and you start seeing those reviews yeah it's real hard to make stuff and but you're you're usually in a mode where you're talking to people you're, you're doing interviews mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to go on tour it's a and different all that season stuff. Anyway. it's a different season yeah um the creative season you have to put all that shit out of your head mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna fail you're gonna make something that sounds too self-conscious mm-hmm. uh all right so i don't want to take up loads more of your time but uh what are you excited about or interesting interested in now like are you excited about any music that you're listening to or are you getting because i know that you've been talking a lot about like the the space between spirituality and science which is I make a lot of work based on that. So yeah, you do. I'm really fascinated by that idea of maybe that there's there no there's no separation between those things. Do you make work inspired by that, or have you been? I, I think so. Yeah. More recently. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. 
I'm interested yeah. to hear that. What is it? So right now, like, what's been on your mind? Are you just thinking tour, like logistics, or are you yeah, still thinking creatively? Uh, no, not creatively at the moment. No. I, I just we just been rehearsing for this tour, trying to play good and not fuck up, basically. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, logistics for the tour. Uh, just yeah, trying to stay relaxed. My health a lot, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Uh, more more uh, practical stuff, sort of surfacey stuff. Not not really yeah, dipping yeah. too far below that. That said, I, I write a poem every day. You do? It's a little project that I do uh, this year I've been doing so far. Is that like in the morning? Uh, different times, usually in the different. middle of the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, that was actually the guy that's house-sitting this house right now is the guy that put me onto that. And, okay. And we had a group doing that, and we would put them up on this blog. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, I don't know if it was a blog. It was a, it was a Tumblr. <laughs> I felt like there was, was some Tumblr. trepidation in your voice when you said, wait a second. I it was don't a know Tumblr. That was a blog. That's a blog. a blog. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then uh, they all quit. And I was I think I'm the last man standing. I, really? I, I, I mean, I, I, they're not going on the blog anymore, but they're, I'm, you know, I have them in my computer. So, um, so yeah, but, but those are usually real small and just like little bits. Uh, and they're not always that great, but but it's more about the keeping up with it, the discipline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have some of that gone into songwriting? Uh, it could, you know, a little bit maybe has, but not so much. Mostly not. Right. I might put together. A, I'm not sure what. Maybe I'll put together a, like all those chat books or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Uh, has making music for a living ruined listening to music? Yeah, I mean, to to some extent, uh, yeah. not ruined it, but but, but I, I taking I've the seen behind the curtain, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to speak. Yeah. So I, I, you know, if I'm listening to to a, a, a you know a great song that I like, or you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the the uh, you know the side chain they put on the kick, right. or, or the uh, you know, or, or how he filtered the not Drake, but his producer, or whatever, which I don't even remember his name. I, Noah you know, something. Noah something. Should, yeah, Noah yeah. Be How he filtered out that that uh, you know that piano sample or whatever. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I'm aware of it, or 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 you know, but I, I can also enjoy stuff too. When's the last time? And I pretty much only listen to Drake, which is what. No, I'm <laughs> you like the new album? I haven't listened to it. I haven't heard it yet. No. Uh, when's the last time you heard something that shocked you? Shocked me, as in like inspired or what? Like yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. A long time, years and years. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of the negative side. Is like you get into this thing because you're so passionate about it, and then somewhere along the way, I feel like for me though, I get that feeling more often from my own work, like the process of making it, rather than like catching somebody else's thing. Yeah, same here. But I mean, that's not to say I can't appreciate people's work because I do. But yeah, for something to like absolutely blow my mind, it's rare. And yeah. I mean, sometimes it'll be one song that'll be like, "Whoa, this is really good." Song. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I'm just gonna do like a, uh, you know, Chris Farley on the couch with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah, just do a few of those where I say, "Do you like Chance the rapper?" Do you remember when? Do you remember? That? Um, I, I uh, yeah, I, I think that? I like him. I, I haven't really heard. I haven't really heard him. All right. Uh, that much, but I, yeah. I I have heard him. I mean, he's a good rapper. It's not really my. It's style. a stupid question, but I keep thinking like, 
he's doing a good job of like mixing, singing, and yeah. and rapping, and yeah. doing all kinds. I mean, of he's things. he's incredible. I mean, he's yeah. you know same as Kendrick Lamar is like they're, yeah. they're both like technical and incredible and like and and like the content is innovative all there, and you smart. Know. And but it's not that said. For some reason, it's not. It's a little too like up for me. Like it's all. It's like <laughs> yeah. like a little too like energetic. Like honestly, like. For my palate, like Drake is a little better, just because right. it's darker and slower. It's like nighttime. Exactly. Like mm. for some reason. That said, that the first Kendrick, or not the first Kendrick record, but the the, uh, the one that, good good kid Mad City. Yeah, yeah. That that I listened to that like a lot, a lot, and I really that one is it. darker too. It's a little darker. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that, you know, and I like the other one too. But for some reason, it's just not as much my style. Not disparagement about him at all or Chance yeah, the Rapper. Yeah, They're no, both no. incredible. So yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Do you find your... Sorry, man. I don't know how much time we're doing. Uh, I should go soon. Yeah, I, let's let's wrap it up, man. Okay. Uh, but I really appreciate you doing this. Oh, man. Dude, my pleasure. And this is going to be on my podcast, too. So Awesome. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to ask you so many questions. You don't you're so good at asking me questions, man. You, no worries, man. And I really talk good. way more than, than, uh, than anyone needs to hear, so it's all good. Uh, but I really appreciate it. And uh, I know that it's not... It's not the typical chat that goes on in the music realm, so I appreciate you kind of like, you know. I'm glad to talk about that. This stuff is all very interesting to me, you know. I mean, so obviously it's my life, and you know, yeah, that's all. Anyone's life is interesting to them, so totally, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll let you get back to the pool. Cool. Thank, (laughs) thank you very much, Andy. All right, man. That was uh, that was Andy Miller. That was Andy Miller. We'll have him back on, and we'll ask him more about himself. I know it's a little bit of a tease, but you got to know a little bit about me. I guess I talked probably more than he did, and you got to hear how his mind works. He's a great interviewer, so we'll, we'll get to we'll get to learning more about Andy soon. Um, all right, thewinerroomwolfpodcast.com. If you're not listening to this there, go there and check that out. Donate to the podcast. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a tape. Uh, What else? What else? That's it, man. Please, come out. I want to see you guys out on the West Coast and come say, hey, I heard heard about the shows on on the podcast. I like to know that this is having some sort of impact in your life like that. Well, whatever. You guys have a great week. I'll see you hopefully next week. And, uh, you know, you know what we say. Keep wandering. It's it's like the McDonald's. uh, Keep wandering. I'm loving it. All right. like that.